You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to another episode of Beside the Badge. My name is Paul Buckner, civilian police chaplain in the American Midwest. We are on our last episode of season two, Where Has the Time Gone? So I want to talk about a few things. If you've never, never listened to this podcast, I am a civilian police chaplain. I don't currently carry a commission. And I'm this crazy chaplain that jumps in the car with cops and does my best to help keep good cops behind badges. So first off, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Gentle Response. Just got this beautiful coffee cup in the mail from John Lee O'Reilly. Thank you, John. That coffee cup's going right there, brother. And uh, so wanted to give a shout out to him and a thank you for that coffee cup. And uh, talk about a little bit of a recap of the last year and then talk about something that came up in conversation the other day. I can't take credit for this. This was an idea that was given to me by somebody within a local department. And I was like, ooh, ooh, that's too good to pass up. That needs to be shared. So how's that for a teaser for later in the episode? So recapping this year, um, I, I pay my bills by doing IT and video work. And uh, I, uh, I don't talk a lot about what I do outside of Beside the Badge. But we've had a lot of really neat things happen. I do work with a, a group called the Church Safety Guys and uh, James McGarvey and Mike Scully. They've produced several books in the last year. We've had some amazing milestones. Um, my wife and I, uh, I have a step-grandson. Uh, I'm going to raise him like he's my own, as in, as in raising him like he was blood, uh, because that's just how I roll. Um, some, some amazing milestones with our kids. They're all grown now. And uh, my wife and I, Going into fall this year, we'll celebrate 18 years together. Where has the time gone? And uh, just a lot of really neat things. I will have turned 43 uh, when I start the police academy. I start the police academy in August, and I will be doing it at night. So one of the things we will be talking about over the next year is um, what that's like. I will be experiencing the police academy. And I've had a lot of people talk about it. Um, I got offered a commission uh, back October, I think, of last year, and the only way for me to go through the police academy and pay my bills is to go through at night. And so uh, I will be budgeting that and getting that figured out. In my area, that's about $7,500. And just excited to see where the, where God takes that. I am I don't ever intend to serve full-time as a police officer. My goal is to hop in the car with the officer that wants to visit. I got a, a request the other day from a young officer to come ride with him at his department. And it helps to pass the boring time. Um, he had some questions, already had some war stories for me and enjoyed that visit. Uh, we actually did dinner and are looking forward to me riding with him. We just have to make our schedules match up. And uh, I actually got to ride a week ago, um, a week ago with a department, an officer at a department that I'd never ridden with before. And uh, this gentleman, he's been there for years, but our schedules have just never aligned. And due to a scheduling conflict that my wife had, when that happened, uh, she actually needed to uh, to switch our date night up. And so I was like, well, heck with it. I'll just go ride with one of my departments and enjoyed every minute of it. I actually got to ride with a gentleman, as I said, I'd never ridden with before. Also, back here on the wall, if you're unlucky enough to be looking at my ugly mug, I have a new patch. I had a, a department give me a patch just the other day. And so uh, if you are... Um, if you're interested in sending me a patch, I want to fill this wall off to my left is a, a sound panel, uh, soundproofing uh, uh, 
blanket basically. And uh, I'll be changing things up on the set and rotating things around. And I want to get to the point that pretty much all you see behind me is decoration in the form of patches and different things like that. And so um, beside the badge podcast at gmail.com is my email address. And uh, you can shoot me a request there and I'll send you a P.O. box and you can send me a patch. I would be honored and I will even give a shout out to your department on air. Hold up said patch and show it off. And uh, so I love I love that. Some of you may notice I'm just doing a little housekeeping here. Somebody some of you may notice that I've had this picture up here for a while behind me. That's actually the log cabin I grew up in. I think I talked about that several episodes ago. And uh, my sister was back on the old home place and took a picture back during the snow this spring. And I loved it. And so I got uh, that printed on metal. It actually looks really, really nice. And it just reminds me of where I came from. I'll, I'll unpack that more in the future. But I was... I was literally seven or eight years old when we got running water inside of our house. Um, we was Poe white folk. We couldn't afford the OR. We were we was Poe. But my parents taught me you can do anything you set your mind to. So uh, you'll see some changes in the set behind me. I've got some cool stuff coming over here into this region over here that I've been working on that will be coming down the pipe. So that covers a lot of the basic housekeeping things. I wanted to talk a little bit in my recap for the year about what I do with departments because I get questions about that. Um, what got me into it was my IT background. I would help a department that um, their equipment wasn't working right. They couldn't really afford to pay professional IT guy prices and anywhere from $85 to $120 an hour, depending on where you are, um, some, some places more, and uh, drive time and wait time. And I'm like, I can take care of that. And so for a lot of these broke departments, and in my opinion, if you can't afford bulletproof vests for your department or, or duty weapons, I'm going to try to help if I can, especially in my immediate area, to jump in and try to help get funding uh, so that you can have vests for your, for your guys and gals and what have you. And uh, so I started doing that, got involved with some officers that have been injured, different things, um, and, you know, prayers over, over lunch or dinner. Uh, turned into praying as as a, we're going down the road to bad calls and in many cases praying going to any call and I've even had officers joke with me because uh, there's a lot of adrenaline when it comes to chases and stuff and they're like would you please stop praying that I don't get into a chase today they're like I kind of kind of feel the itch for a chase and uh, I do pray that chases don't happen they're incredibly dangerous um, they may be a lot of fun I get it but they're very very dangerous. And uh, I think God answers those prayers on those ride-alongs because I literally, I've been doing this about 12 years now, 12 years and change. And during that time, I have kind of been in one chase. Um, we were going to intercept and the individual ended up getting, uh, getting uh, intercepted by about eight different police vehicles in a chase that started in another state. So there's that. But uh, I definitely pray for safety. And there's times that officers, like I said, they're injured, they're sick, and what have you. And I try to get funds to them, food, different things like that. It's one of my passions. And just trying to live my faith out loud. I am a firm believer in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that God has a plan for all of us. And I try to live that out loud. And so to whatever broken, in whatever broken way, into whatever broken, I don't know, means that I'm able to do it, I try to do that. I definitely, I definitely am flawed and I make no bones about that. Um, and like right now talking about a little bit about what I do, I was riding with a local department the other night and one of their laptops is messing up pretty bad. And I, I love how God works. One of my clients was getting rid of a laptop that had a dead hard disk in it. 
and I take those out anyway and give them back to clients. So if they ever say recycle this or, or hook up one of your departments or whatever, I will turn around and I'll do that. In this case, a customer was pretty upset with the laptop, wanted it gone, and so um, had a dead hard disk, uh, gave them back their hard disk, and then um, actually today, any minute now, I'm expecting uh, the replacement solid state drive to get dropped off at my office, and I will take it, uh, I have a home office, and uh, I will take it and put it in that system, and they will have a very nice quad-core, you know, nice RAM, uh, you know, good, good size screen laptop to use in their vehicle, and that's something that you know, if you come from a bigger department, you've had this kind of equipment in your vehicle for years, but a lot of departments are like, well, if we have to choose between bulletproof vests and duty weapons and, and adequate training and a laptop in the car, we'll handwrite tickets. Yeah. You know, and so I try to come in and help supplement stuff like that. And I've come in where departments can afford them, but they really can't afford to have the IT guy show up. I don't know how many times God has put me in a place or I've gotten a call from an officer or a chief saying, hey, can you come help me out? And I love that with all of my heart. I love doing that. So I'm actually working on one today and I'm hoping to drop it off this afternoon or in the morning. So I love that stuff. And uh, it's one of the things I'm passionate about. And it, it'll, it, it's one of those things that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so um, that's been that's been a pretty a pretty cool um, a pretty cool venture, and I love to see lives changed. I, I'm very passionate about seeing people succeed in life, in life and love, and and doing things. Oddly enough, when we do things God's way, it seems to help. It seems to make a difference. So, uh, let's take a quick sponsor break, and then we'll talk about some a, a thought that somebody gave me the other day that I think has bearing for law enforcement today, especially trying to retain good officers. So uh, I am blessed to have three sponsors, John Leo Riley with uh, General Response. I just mentioned him earlier. I have that cup right there and uh, absolutely love his training. He actually recently had a police department. They had paid somebody to come in and and to train them and they just they just felt it was kind of mediocre at best and the training was in de-escalation they stumbled across john lee o'reilly's uh, general response his little snippets that he gives away for free on youtube you need to check him out look up gentle response on youtube and he is a career police officer he's retired now and he's taking all of that knowledge that he's gained and distilling it down into something that can be downloaded into your brain in the course of doing that he has uh, this police department stumbled across his free training that he gives away, the little snippets, and said that it was better than what they paid for. What a huge compliment. And I, I pray he becomes a household name. Um, we need to see that kind of training, and it's it's hands-on, and it forces you to think under stress and under pressure. We need to see that sort of training become the standard nationwide. And um, it's the kind of thing that can change lives and save lives. We win 100% of the battles we don't have to fight. So check out John Leo Riley with Gentle Response. Uh, secondly, Got Your Six Coffee. I am a founding member. Coffee sip break. This is Zero Dark 30. I drink it black like my soul. My wife just shakes her head when I say that. I tell people I like my coffee black like my soul. And she's like, he's nothing like that. He's nothing like that at all. I wish he wouldn't say that. But I love my coffee black. And I drink Got Your Six Coffee. And um, what can I say that I haven't said? Uh, 
the power of coffee changing lives one cup at a time, you know, I, I've told them that one day when they can get the right cups made with the right people in the bottom of the cup, every time you finish your cup, it needs to say at the bottom inside, it needs to say you changed a life today because you did. And so I drink Got Your Six Coffee proudly. I love their coffee. Ah, don't lose track, Paul. Keep going. I love their coffee. Literally got to do, uh, because I do video work, I got to actually be part of, uh, I would say taping, but you don't use tapes anymore, of filming uh, some interviews with a gentleman who came to one of the Got Your Six Coffee events and it changed his life and got him back on track. And there's some really cool things coming down the road that are just absolutely amazing. And I love to see where that's going. So got your six coffee, check them out. I drink their coffee for a reason. There's purpose in every cup followed by Matt Combs with shield force international. And I've taken a lot of his classes. I am going to take way more of his classes. And, um, we're talking about survive the ambush and all kinds of, you know, mindset training and hands-on training. Some very down and dirty hand, uh, hand to hand fighting everything from, if we're talking on the executive protection side over to, uh, security for your church over into law enforcement. And he's got a lot of guys that he works with that have come out of the military and been floored by some of the training that he's given them. That's good stuff. And he's actually slowly but surely building a cadre of instructors that he works with. Very, very solid stuff. And so have nothing but respect for the training and the man, Matt Combs with Shield Force International. And that's something in a later episode I'm going to unpack I've talked about it a little bit before, but I want to talk about it more is the executive protection mindset and what I think it could do within the law enforcement community. And I'll, I'll, I'll give a little, a little snippet. I don't know how many times I've been at the scene of something where there's four or five officers and they're talking to one person and everybody has to be primary. Everybody has to be standing there looking at that person that they're talking to. Nobody is watching their back and that's what I fall into. And they're not doing it because I'm there. They're doing it because that's, they weren't trained any differently than that. And I'm not, I'm not being critical of police officers. If you know anything about me, you know, that's not how I roll. Um, but there are differences in training. Military training is different as I whack my desk. Military training is different than law enforcement training and executive protection training. It hybridizes some of both, but it's its own critter. There's a lot of power in that. So I'll be talking about that soon. And some of the things that I that I can see happening within the law enforcement world that that the the EP, the executive protection mindset could definitely have an impact on. So coming back from our break, uh, one of the things that that it really resonated with me when I had this conversation with this with this officer and I was like, I'm going to talk about that in my podcast. That was good. So. Um, a lot of departments are actually paying sign-on bonuses. As a matter of fact, I had a guy try to recruit me last week. He walks up to me and he's like, hey, you chaplain, do you carry a commission? And I said, no, sir, not yet. I said, I'm actually headed to the academy in August. Uh, and he's like, hmm, okay. He said, our department is currently offering a $5,000 sign-on bonus because it's really hard to get and keep good cops. And uh, his department, I believe he told me, was down 45 officers and it's not that big a department i mean it's it's good size i mean a lot of the departments i work with are five or six people and less but um so it's a big department for our area but in talking to him because of of medical issues because of you know injuries because of a vacation or not so much a vacation because people are retiring because of uh, getting recruited by other departments and stolen um there are there are 
major holes in that department. And that's going to affect response times and what they even can respond to. And so, and that does not have a good impact on crime. If a, if a department announces, hey, we're down so many people that we can't respond to something unless it's this kind of a crime, trust me, the bad guys are watching and listening. They're going to go, oh, gotcha. I'm going to make a note of that. Bad guys pay attention to these things. And uh, they will they will get that out into their little squirrel network. And uh, I've seen that happen with COVID where departments announced they weren't responding unless it was this level of crime. Guess what started happening a lot more? The crime that was just under that level that they weren't going to respond to. Very, very sad situation. So the gentleman uh, actually tried to recruit me to his department. I was very deeply honored and I thanked him, told him that my mission is to go to the individual officer that needs to visit, that needs that ride along, that needs that time to talk and, and to catch up and, and maybe have a, a life-saving moment there, life-changing moment there more, more aptly. I guess both have happened. And, uh, but I thanked him. So back to this guy's comment, I'm talking to an officer and he says, um, he says, all these departments are paying five and 10 and $15,000 sign-on bonuses. There's now that the 15,000 is on the extreme, but it's probably going to become the norm in some of these areas to get people to commit to a certain amount of time working for a department. They've got to get bodies in the door. And I think what's going to happen, which is what this, this officer talked about, is we're probably going to see happen within the law enforcement world a lot of what has happened within the nursing world. And that is major sign-on bonuses, even people trying to get, um, even, even saying, hey, we'll pay you while you go to school. We'll pay you. And that happens with some departments. Heck, some departments have their own academies. But we're going to see that more and more out into um, college and university police academies. And we're going to see that more and more where departments are like, look, I'll, we'll pay you to go through the academy. We'll pay for the academy and we'll pay you by the hour to go to the academy. We're going to see more of that. But his comment, and this is the money right here. He says, why is it that all these departments want to pay um, the sign-on bonuses to people when they steal them? Why not turn to the people that have been there for years and pay retention bonuses? Um, cities, counties need to be listening to this. If you have an, and think about this, let's unpack this for a moment. If you are a city or at a, at a county level and you're listening to this, think about this for a moment. If you have an officer that's never had a sexual harassment uh, charge against them, that they're, they're not constantly getting excessive force uh, charges against them or whatever, you know, that, that they are, that they're well liked within the community. They know how to de-escalate. They know how to go hands-on only when they have to, um, and they they aren't they aren't out of control. Um, I heard about a story yesterday where an officer just took it to the nth degree in a situation, and that and it, that's the exception, but it happens, and it could cost that officer their job. Why is it? Think about this at the county level, at the city level. Why is it that we are not investing back into those officers and saying, hey, thank you, Officer Jones, uh, for staying with us. You've been with us for 10 years. I want to thank you for the time you've been with us. And whereas we could be paying a sign-on bonus, let's pay a retention bonus. And um, you can pay sign-on bonuses to get people to join your department. That's fine. But it's kind of a slight to the people that have been there for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. W whatever, Officer Jones. We don't care about you. We, we want the new blood. Well, here's an officer that's been with you for 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years. 
and they could go somewhere else today and get this five ten thousand dollar sign-on bonus get a change of pace and be arresting different miscreants I mean, change of venue hey you're, you're not slapping cuffs on the same wrists every day change of pace change of admin and if you know anything about how law enforcement works, uh, unfortunately, admin and how the boss treats the officers has an enormous impact on morale. Does the city council, do, do the county commissioners have the backs of the officers? Do the admin, you know, the, the police captain, the, the police chief, the undersheriff, the sheriff, do they have the backs of these officers? If they don't, and other departments are paying bonuses, guess where those other officers are going to go? Where those officers are going to go, hmm, change pace over here, $5,000 cash, I think I'm going to go to that department over there. Let's, let's talk about what a retention bonus could do. You're, you're, you're keeping that expertise. They know your streets. They know your laws. They, and they know your uh, city ordinances. They know your codes. They know all these things about your county. They know all these things about your city. They know the officers. They know the culture. Whether the culture is good or bad, they know it. They know They know that when they go to that house at 123 Freedom Street, that that guy is crazy. But they know how to talk to him. Think about that. You can't buy that kind of experience because it's only gained by experience. Why not pay to keep it? It's worth thinking about a retention bonus. And when he said that, I was like, I guarantee you it's not the first time somebody said that, but I was like, dang, that's really, really good. Something to think about. So if this if this video accidentally finds its way to uh, chiefs of police and, and to sheriff departments, um, if it's, you know, if the, if the PD or SO sees this at the admin level, great. I mean, I, I pray for you guys. This might be a way, I can't take credit for it, to help keep people. I know, guys, it's a hard sell for the county commissioners or the city council, but if you're in with a, a if you're a county commissioner or you're part of a city council and you're listening to this, you need to really think about this because one lawsuit because of something that Billy does wrong uh, and Billy's new to the job, but Officer Jones has been there for 20 years, one lawsuit is is going to cost you many times, hundreds and hundreds of times, thousands of times just to settle out of court what that bonus would have been. So anyway, let's pray this episode out. If you've never heard my podcast before, I pray every episode out. I believe in that power of prayer. I have seen God move. Even, even recently, an officer that was protected in a very bad situation and, and could have been shot and there was protection offered and, 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 and that protection was over that officer during that situation. So I'm going to pray this episode out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, you've given me two amazing seasons already with this podcast. And I thank you for it. I thank you for the future, the opportunity to serve my nation and my community as a, as a reserve officer. I ask for strength to go through all that training in my 40s and, and, and wrestle around and fight these 21-year-olds as I go through this. But Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity, the platform you've given me, and I humbly walk in it. Lord God, I ask that you keep the officers safe as they walk their beat, as they drive around. You keep them safe from the ambush. And Lord God, your word literally says that an evil man and digs a pit and falls into it. And I ask, Lord God, that when someone intends harm for one of these officers, that you would supernaturally protect them. And that if anyone is hurt, and I don't want anyone hurt, but if anyone has to be hurt to protect that officer, that it's only the bad guy. It's not a private citizen, that it's only the bad guy. Lord God, I thank you. I ask that you would bend the bullets around these officers and keep them safe, draw them closer to you. And I ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, this is the end of season two. Let's do season three.
God bless. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast.